Michael James Lauren, the Messiah Community Radio Talk Show. World-renowned scholar and theologian joins us tonight, Dr. Andreas Kostenberger. He's written, it seems like, a hundred books or so, and scholarly journals as well. And we're going to find out all about his life and work. And so welcome to the program. Great to be with you, Michael. You've been very well known in circles of scholarship. You've helped uh, people put their study Bibles together. People don't even realize that you've been a contributor to the Holman Christian Study Bible, as well as many other commentaries. So they're going to find out they're a lot more acquainted with you than they think. And as far as what you're doing now, uh, in addition to the scholarship that you do, you're the Senior Research Professor of New Testament and Biblical Theology at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary in Wake Forest, North Carolina. Uh, How did all this start as far as your road? to um, following the Lord. Well, thank you, Michael. You've been very kind to uh, have me on your program. Uh, I grew up in Vienna, Austria, in a, in a Roman Catholic home, and, uh, you know, both in high school and in, in, in college, I was, uh, I was just searching for meaning in my life, and uh, uh, it was uh, through the witness of, uh, of an American opera student on the train. The, the word of, of, of scripture from uh, Galatians chapter five on the on the fruit of the spirit that I, I came to faith in Christ and uh, that was in my early twenties and uh, it was a fairly radical conversion experience. I um, almost immediately felt that God called me to to serve Him full time and and then uh, went uh, you know from Vienna to to the United States to South Carolina to go to seminary and then later. Uh, study for a PhD, and 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 uh, ever since I've been teaching the New Testament. Well, you're a research professor at seminary, of course. We know that, and a lot of the students who go, their lives don't turn out the way they thought. Uh, in other words, before they were called, they had plans for other things. That was the case with you as well. You were a groom for being a businessman. Uh, from an early age, your dad had done that as far as, uh, you know, grooming you for success, very intelligent, but you had different plans. And so tell us a little bit about that and how that went down. And the other thing is that you come from a Roman Catholic family. What kind of contentiousness took place between you and your dad? Great question. It was very important, uh, you know, time in my life where I was um, you know, had a very strong sense of conviction that God wanted to, you know, had called me into the ministry. And at the same point, I, I realized that my, you know, my dad had had supported me up to that point and had, you know, certain expectations of me as well. And you, you, you see yourself in your sons. And so uh, I remember really struggling how I was going to break the news to my dad at the time that I was not going to pursue a career in business, but that I was going to go to seminary and and uh, in the end, I realized that, you know, I needed to fear God more than man. And uh, sure enough, when I told him, uh, he was uh, very, very, you know, upset with me and took it as a as a, as a deep personal offense, uh, you know, not just because of his Roman Catholicism, but, 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 but just because he felt deceived in a way that he thought I'd all along planned to, to do this, not realizing that I'd just recently been converted to Christ and... And uh, I, I subsequently did not see him for about 10 years, and uh, I'd almost given up hope that I would ever see him again, but, uh, but a, a friend of mine just took it upon himself to keep praying. Uh, and uh, in the end, uh, through my sister's uh, mediation, I, I was able to, 
reconnect with him, you know, when I was uh, in Vienna on a, on a on a trip and uh, ever since then I think our relationship has been renewed by the Lord and so I'm just really amazed that nothing is impossible for God. You have a very successful blog called Biblical Foundations and what it does it takes your scholarly work and puts it out there for anybody to read, uh, lay people, uh, pastors like to read as well. And I should also mention you're the editor of the Journal of the Evangelical Society. Uh, tell us a little bit about Biblical Foundations. Absolutely. Uh, I think, you know, it was basically just um, born out of uh, the conviction that, you know, uh, especially my students or people who enjoy reading, you know, some of the the materials the Lord has allowed me to produce over the years, they often ask, where can I find, you know, uh, such and such an article or, or a book and so forth. And so uh, as much as possible, I try, try to collect all of those. Uh, anything but books, you know, any articles are available on that website, biblicalfoundations.org, free for download, uh, you know, under certain topical headings, whether it's John's Gospel or Jesus Studies uh, or, you know, Pauline Studies. Uh, and with regard to to books uh, that I either wrote or translated or edited, uh, you know, people get all the necessary information there if they want to purchase those as well. And, of course, then there's other blogs. I, I sometimes try to write some sort of a digest of, of you know, maybe a 20-page article. I realize some people may be too busy to read that entire article, so I try to maybe give a, you know, three- to five-paragraph synopsis of, of a lengthier articles so people can still get the gist of what I'm trying to, you know, say about, say, what does the Bible teach on divorce and remarriage or, you know, was Jesus God or, you know, blogs of that nature. Am I the only one, Dr. Kostenberger, but I feel like the Jewishness of Jesus is really lost in the church today, and I'm a Jewish believer who has come to Christ, and it seems culturally speaking, you just can't find that Jewishness. In other words, I don't think people really understand that he was a rabbi, that he was a Jewish man, and could you just explain that to me? Because I I really think that if we get back the Jewishness of Jesus— we'd get to know him a little bit better. And instead of making a God out to be uh, the way we think he should be, and I'm talking about from a cultural standpoint. Absolutely. You know, I think I focused my study, especially on on Jesus in the Gospel of John, where, uh, of course, Jesus is, is referred to as God in the first verse. And then at the end, you know, when Thomas confesses him as my Lord and my God. And so I think because of that striking uh, characterization of Jesus as deity. I think uh, some of his other, um, you know, parts of his identity and his roles have been neglected. And I think Rabbi is probably the most striking because when you look at the the way Jesus was addressed by his contemporaries, really in all four Gospels, including the Gospel of John, the word Rabbi is, you know, the most frequent one. And so, uh, people really perceive Jesus more than anything as a as a rabbi, as a, as a religious teacher who gathered, you know, his disciples around him and and spent time with them, trained them, instructed them, and 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 so forth. So I think, you know, uh, we really uh, ought not to forget that uh, at the heart of Jesus' ministry, uh, even though I understand why it's. Uh, very appropriate to focus on the fact that he was the Messiah, he was divine. Uh, Clearly, you know, those are very striking uh, truths about Jesus also. Yes, that was very well said. It seems the frustration is 
A lot of Jewish people aren't being evangelized today simply because it seems like at large, and it's a very general statement, but it seems like the church kind of has made up their mind that God has forgotten about Jewish people. And that's really significant that Jesus was Jewish, that he wept over Jerusalem, that he came to share the gospel with the Jewish people. So what difference does that make, would you say, that uh, God cares about Jewish people? That is very, um, you know, perceptive for you to, to, to point that out, that in some ways, you know, the fact that Jesus was, say, you know, God and so forth, that might appeal more to kind of a broader, you know, universal audience, and rightly so, but, but, but the fact that Jesus was a rabbi, uh, it just goes to show that he very much incarnated and embodied, uh, you know, a Jewish identity, and, 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 and he acted out of... Uh, his Jewish cultural context and his mission was first and foremost to the Jewish people. Yes, and we know that Passover is coming up soon in April, and there's always a rabbi that comes into the church at that time, and I'm glad to talk about some of the feast days. And right there, all the symbolism is there for a Jewish person to come to Jesus. It's it's right there in picture form. And so uh, tell us a little bit about the feast days in Scripture. Well, I think um, the Gospel of John is, is is such a great book for that because you know you see how Jesus observes all the various festivals, uh, you know whether it's you know Passover or or Tabernacles or you know Feast of Booths or uh, other uh, festivals, you know Hanukkah or Feast of Dedication as it's called in in John chapter ten and and I think John makes clear that that Jesus really fulfilled. Uh, you know the deeper symbolism that 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 those festivals embodied, and so I think he did that in large part to show the Jewish people that if they really wanted to uh, observe those festivals in the in in the most meaningful way possible, they ought to believe in the Jewish Messiah, which is Jesus. It was kind of like a mini-seminary class right there. Dr. Andres Kostenberger, we enjoyed having you on the program. Ladies and gentlemen, this gentleman, Dr. Andres Kostenberger, is a well-known scholar and theologian, and he also happens to be the Senior Research Professor of New Testament and Biblical Theology at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary in Wake Forest, North Carolina. We could spend many more hours with you. We enjoyed it thoroughly. Just want to say thank you for coming on the program, and shalom. Thank you very much, Michael. It's been a pleasure uh, speaking with you.